Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. While on a rescue mission, the crew is intercepted by everyone's favorite intergalactic trickster, Q. This time, he's here to test Riker and tempt him with the power that comes from joining the Q Collective. But what is he really after? And can number one refuse his offer? From November 21st, 1987, it's season one, episode nine, Hide and Q, or Riker Riker 19, Riker Riker 19, come on back. <laughs> Shit. I'm Cam, that's Dan, and we are the Met Generation. very proud of ourselves for that one. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Well, Q's back. <laughs> Q's back. Costume department way. size. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> quick, we need an admiral uniform. <laughs> just, just put some gold lame ribbon around the edges. Ugh. <laughs> uh. You can you can you can tell that this one is uh it's 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 another one of those where there there there's still there's still some some original series treats in it specifically Oh absolutely. Pig this Men. is the most original series feeling that we've had. Yes. But they but then at the at the last like 10 minutes they they try really hard to be like no we're a new show remember we got to ask the tough questions. <laughs> Even Data, who's not human, is very human. Mm -hmm. Or at least our perception of human. Right. Uh, okay. So on started 41590.5, the Enterprise is en route to Quadra Sigma to aid colonists caught in a Q-fart explosion. What? They said methane-like gas. The whole thing was planned. It was obviously a Q-fart. <laughs> Oh, he's a child murderer. That sucks. <laughs> I know. Well, they murdered. I mean, you know, they've murdered entire galaxies of people. They're bored. They're godlike. Spoilers. What else are you going to do? No spoilers. Orgy till That's we just... cramp? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Anyway, Q then reappears and demands they abandon their mission to compete in a game. He loves games. He claims the Continuum has had a change of heart regarding humanity, so he teleports Riker and the bridge crew to a barren landscape and appears in front of them whilst wearing a uniform from the Napoleonic era as a French marshal. He leaves Captain Picard trapped on the bridge because of his limited mindset and being accustomed to military privileges. Quotey fingers. He exclaims, he explains, he exclaims, everything with Q is an exclamation. He explains to the crew that the rule of the game is to stay alive. And after Yar speaks her mind and calls bullshit, Yar Queen, he transports back to the bridge of the Enterprise in a penalty box, claiming that if any more mistakes are made, she will cease to be. Which is... Which is awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Q 
returns to the bridge, too, to talk Picard into setting a wager. He explains that the Q Continuum is testing Commander Riker to see if he is worthy of being granted their powers. Picard, having the utmost faith in his first officer, takes the bet, as winning it would mean Q would finally get the fuck off their backs. Meanwhile, Riker and his team are attacked by what Lieutenant Worf reports as vicious animal things. I like to call them piggly wigglies. <laughs> Wearing French soldiers' uniforms, also from the Napoleonic era, armed with muskets that fire energy bolts instead of classic projectiles. Q returns to Riker and tells him that he has granted him the powers of the Continuum, and Riker promptly returns the crew to the ship, but remains behind with Q to ultimately reject the powers. Q brings the crew back to the landscape, this time without their phasers and with Picard. The crew are attacked once more by the aliens, and both Worf and Wesley Crusher are brutally stabbed and killed. Riker uses the powers of the Q to return the crew again, bringing both Worf and Wesley back to life. So nice. So nice. Riker makes a promise to Picard to never use the powers again as the ship arrives at the Quadra Sigma system. A rescue team beams down and discovers a young girl has died. Riker is tempted to save her, but in the end, he refuses to do so out of respect for his promise. However, he quickly shows signs of regretting that decision. And he starts to get a little fancy with the captain. Tensions continue to grow, and the first officer now seems intent on bracing his powers. At Q's suggestion, and with Picard's blessing, Riker uses his powers to give his friends what he believes they want, turning Wesley into a very large adult. <laughs> letting the audience for the first time see LeVar Burton's beautiful eyes trying to make Data take off some of that makeup and be more human <laughs> and then making a Klingon female for Worf <laughs> all of the recipients reject their gifts however and Picard declares that Q has failed and when Q attempts to go back on his word he is forcibly recalled to the continuum Picard is pleased to see the Q gone and praises Riker for confirming his trust in his Number one. And so ends Hide and Q. It's going to have Q in the title of every episode he's in, right? Yes. Yes, nice. it is. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was a that was quite the rump. It was quite the rump. Two people got stabbed. <laughs> mm hmm. There was Shakespeare tossed about. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, you got to see the Klingon mating ritual, which is literally beating the fuck out of each other before you, before you go to town. Which apparently disturbed the humans. Is this what you call sex? It's like, are we still kink-shaming in the 24th century? Come on. Shouldn't now, be. Come oh, on. Granted, that didn't look so much like a kink, but more like assault. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Literally beating the fuck out of each other. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I hope we can see a more consensual version with the with the blood and the scratching and then the and then the crevice on crevice action. <laughs> <laughs> Tortoise shells just rubbing together. <laughs> macro head on macro head. <laughs> Making sparks. <laughs> <laughs> it would sound like um oh you know you had these instruments in school 
like a it's like a wood block but it's textured it's got ridges on the top and you like run a stick down it ah oh, what the hell are those things called i don't remember it doesn't matter cameron what did you love about this episode i i mean <laughs> i love john delancey he is brilliant and creative and endlessly lovely to watch no matter what he's doing i find it very compelling um so i loved that i loved the idea of humanity being above receiving their hopes and dreams you know like i don't know if i would have the strength if someone said hey cameron here's a million dollars we're gonna produce your show all you have to do is <laughs> you know you didn't earn this at all no no i would still say yes absolutely yeah, that's exactly. a terrible we're, metaphor we're forget weak. it we're weak <laughs> yeah, we're weak we, and terrible we weak. <laughs> um yeah there was no price there was no price so i you know i i know i don't have the strength to say <laughs> oh i would love to be you know taller and thinner and all of that crap and just have someone snap their fingers and it'd be done that'd be that'd be fantastic sure it'd be easier than the gravity boots i hang in every night right Oof. right or all the all the aggressive walking that i do because fuck running mm -mm. Mm -mm. we talked about that in episode seven no running running's for crazy people right what uh what else tickled your fancy um i really loved i mean i loved getting to see lavar burton's eyes i loved getting to see a klingon female because it's really the first only uh, it's the only other klingon that we've seen so far in the next generation and the only klingon female so far so it was nice i wish it would have been treated a little better <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the klingon female in um is it star trek five yes yeah she was pretty good she was she had some agency she got to do some shit she yeah. wasn't an imagined spontaneously created sex object <laughs> mm -hmm. which is pretty much what the q do is spontaneously created sex objects mm -hmm. that uh is that's I, I love when uh fan service is also shaming the fans <laughs> oh this is what you want great here you go hope you feel good about it <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's like your it's, it's like nice, your right? parents finding your drugs and being like well i i hope you enjoy yourself while you're making those choices it's like god damn it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it was it was a fun romp it's it's a bummer that well and my i mean my real question is that the Q probably blame Riker for that girl's death because he could have brought her back to life and chose not to. Mm -hmm. And so my question is afterwards, did they bring them back to life? Did they fix the Q fart syndrome? Because usually the, usually the continuum is pretty good about trying to keep the timeline together because they can see all conceivable, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about. Hmm. Yeah. The more, the more Q I have, the more questions I have. Specifically about if uh, John DeLancey has ever done Shakespeare in the Park. Because he would just be fabulous. Mm -hmm. I believe he's done Shakespeare, but I don't know if he's done Shakespeare in the Park. Because that's very much what this episode felt like to me. And um, usually I don't 
love when like we have action happening somewhere and then another character is just kind of trapped in endless scene work you know um but god bless you peace do uh, pa- uh patrick stewart just pulls it off he he does he's, he's able to have real conversations and um i will be followed around by that monologue from hamlet for the rest of my goddamn life small right? piece of backstory cameron knows this i was in a production of hair and hair likes to use a lot of shakespeare lyrics in different songs um but one of them is that monologue from Hamlet, What a Piece of Work is Man. And it is, at least in my interpretation, earnest in the musical versus ironic and tongue-in-cheek in the original play. Um, I once bullshitted my way to a B-plus paper on Hamlet, not paper, test on Hamlet, by simply writing down those lyrics, that <laughs> monologue, and analyzing it. Uh, and now it, here it is in Star Trek. So I feel like I should probably get a what a piece of work is man tattoo or something. You probably should. Ooh, that's actually Keeps good. following you around. It does keep following me around. Ooh, I kind of like that. Well, and hearing Peace do deliver it earnestly as mm-hmm. compared to ironically, it was just, you know, made me feel things. I know. How noble and reason, how infinite <laughs> in faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god. <laughs> yeah, the peace dude is coming along. I'm definitely not it's practicing in the mirror. <laughs> it's getting there. Uh, John Delancey has done the Oregon Shakespeare Festival as well as several others, but he has not done Shakespeare in the Park. I'll have to make a call and see if I can fix that. Uh, yes, please. Get on that. It's uh, absolutely <laughs> unacceptable. If he ha- hasn't been on Broadway, I will be very upset michael sarah was on broadway come on (laughs) what are you saying about michael sarah daniel (laughs) nothing just that he's drastically younger that's true that's true well i i mean i just you know i had a great time and i i (laughs) i loved picard being trapped on the bridge I loved him comforting Yar in a, in his weird Picardian way because it was it was just so <laughs> it was very sweet right and awkward and I loved it. Yep. It's okay to cry on the bridge right now. Captain says. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay Don't for hold in to... your feelings, Captain's orders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, peace too. Everything's fine. It's not fine, but it will be. Uh, uh. <laughs> I um, I enjoyed having a a real two hander. It was a Picard centric episode, and it was a Riker centric episode, and it approximated that Kirk Spock dynamic a little bit. It had very much the one of us is being tested, the other one has to be voice of reason or counsel or opposing view it's still missing that secret sauce there's still no uh there's still no deforest kelly but um well there never will be i know i know it's gonna rotate and it's much more of an ensemble piece but i do think that um having riker tested 
and Picard kind of anchoring him is a nice uh, counter to, say, the battle, which we just watched, where Picard's being tested and Riker's a little more of an anchor for him. Not as much Mm -hmm. so. He kind of pulls himself back, but it's still, he gets that moment. And seeing that constant ebb and flow dynamic between a commander and his first officer, I really enjoyed. Between that and the Shakespeare and just... The Q silliness is acknowledged as silly, and it is clearly a higher being toying with them. So it doesn't, you know, chap my ass the same way that things like Shore Leave in the original series did, where I'm just like, come the fuck on. Why is this happening? Um, <laughs> it it's it's a little more aware of itself and it it feels more justified it's not necessarily more justified it's like you're still making a choice to just do silly things because you want to do silly things but i can at least get behind it to some extent from like a character perspective yes absolutely it it feels like the show's finding a little bit more of a groove um it's not quite dusting off the shackles of dusting off throwing off the shackles of the original series yet it's still it's still let's go down to a planet and fight pig people in napoleonic (laughs) uniforms with muskets that shoot phaser rounds it's let's let's see what happens when another one of our crew members get godlike powers that's mm -hmm. ended really well before space eyes oh space eyes (laughs) uh cameron when we are when we are done with this i am going to be the single biggest fucking nerd ever oh yeah. man you think i think so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have an added depth of reference to star trek that i just i'm a little worried <laughs> <laughs> i can only get so so nerdy um <laughs> Well, it's not my fault you like it. <laughs> I feel like I'm approaching the nerd event horizon and I'm about to be sucked into the nerd black hole. Now you'll be fine. I assume you saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. I did. How magnificent. I know. We finally get to see one after years and years of theorizing. Almost a hundred, actually. Just Ah. <sighs> I find it weirdly comforting when we discover stuff that's so beyond our our scope. You know? Like, I, do, I do as well. It's like pictures of the Earth from space. I mean, the real ones, not the lies that NASA disseminates. You know, the beautiful <laughs> spinning disc. I hate you so much. Speaking of things that we hate, Cameron, was there anything about this episode that just chapped your ass? The uh <laughs> The pig people were very the piggly wigglies were the makeup was terrible. The I mean the fact that the planet was just, you know, rocks with a green sky was kind of a bummer. <laughs> they clearly recycled at least part of it for the holodeck scene in the next episode yep yep wesley crusher's death face (laughs) Uh, it just 
it wasn't good. There was no shock. It was just, it was, I don't know what, it, I don't know what was Oh, happening. he was a teenager. And, I'm willing to let it slide. And <laughs> Worf's orgasmic death phase. And I mean, then, you know. I, I, do, do Klingons fantasize about their own death? Is it like an honorable death is important to them, right? Yes. It's a good day to die, that sort of thing? Yep. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Um, but <laughs> yeah. And then the Klingon mating ritual being represented like that. But also the shock. Like, you know, you've you've had a Klingon friend now for a while. You've never talked about what it's like. I don't find that believable at all. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are bad coworkers. You don't really know anything about each other. <laughs> You spend a lot of time together. You should, yeah. you should know better. Yeah, I, when when uh, when Riker was talking about how well he knew Wesley from their their long talks, I was really expecting his him to just make the traveler appear. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is what you want, Wesley. <laughs> Wesley or, blushes, or... takes the traveler's <laughs> hand, walks away. <laughs> Thank you for rolling with that headcanon. I appreciate it. Or the three teenagers from, from uh, you know, Justice. Right. What can I say, Cameron? You give good headcanon. <laughs> well done. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I can tell. I'm sure the audience can as well. <sighs> right, Maya? <laughs> we got to address somebody other than Maya. I know. Name well, another na- name another one of your uh new new listeners in Wyoming. Um Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a good time. We're doing really well, Dan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, oh God. I also been... God. I'm sorry. While I'm at it, I, I hate that we're missing a crew member for no good reason. Did she have a scheduling conflict or something, or they just were like No. Oh really? They were no, just like they you just don't... cut her. In fact, she thought that she was going to get fired because of this. The last draft of the script, three days before, had her in it, and then they just cut her for some reason. Hmm. I guess it would. That could have been the secret sauce. That could have been if it was the three of them, and then she's maybe in the middle of like. Well, maybe you can use these powers for good, but I'm worried about how it's affecting your mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I was like, I didn't miss her, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> I didn't figure you would. I did, but... <laughs> what are you sensing from the pigmen? Oink. <laughs> Oink. Oink. <laughs> What are you sensing from the cue? Just like a lot of Shakespeare, if I'm honest. Thrusting, thrusting, <laughs> thrusting with the knife. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> that's a literary reference for all you folks out there. I just, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really miss her. I I love her in the next episode. The next episode is the first time where I was like, okay, all right, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit with us, um, but I—I such I, a dick. I didn't. I didn't really miss her. I'm sorry. I mean, it's fair, and maybe that's why they cut her is because they couldn't get the jive right with her questioning. I mean, it's hard to say. I honestly don't know, but I—I I did miss her. 
I'm sensing last minute revisions. <laughs> I I took a couple of issues with this episode. And the pigmen were ridiculous. The Napoleonic theme, I thought just pick just pick a shtick and go with it. Like before he had the whole nuclear era twenty first century court thing. Um But Daniel, that's part of the fun. <laughs> I know it's fun, but like is he trying to tempt Riker? Yes. Great. I didn't really get the point of the Napoleonic thing, though. I mean, war games, fun. Napoleon was corrupted by power. Great. You can you can read into it a little bit. But it just it was just like, what would be funny? What would be shticky? What would be Oh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do like a French Legion thing, but they're they're gonna be aliens. It's gonna be great. It just didn't feel for someone who is so well versed in the language and um cultural history of Earth, it didn't feel as deliberate as all the Shakespeare stuff does. All the Shakespeare stuff felt very pointed and particular and precise. Um other P words. But I don't think <laughs> Peace too. There you go. Um, yeah, that just felt like, it just felt silly. Um, there, um, I both loved and hated when Q first appeared and Worf hops over the railing on the bridge and Yar runs around and they both point phasers at him. And I'm like, come on, guys. (laughs) Take it down a notch. He just Your security team is not doing well. (laughs) No. And that was my other thing. I was like, I don't like how this casts Yara. Like, I get, uh, I mean, Yar, Jesus, Tasha Yar. Um, I get that ceasing to exist is terrifying, but all of her reactions up until that point were just bad security officer stuff. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta stay calm in a crisis. That is like the number one thing a security chief would have to do. Mm-hmm. And well, and also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, they just, I just felt that she was done a disservice by this script where it's like they have her freak out and then she just gets sidelined and then gets to yep. say she's attracted to the captain. I'm like, that was, that was a choice. That was a turn. Yep. It was a um, choice and a turn. I have a whole well, you know who wrote slash factor thing. Yes, I saw. I was like, <laughs> three guesses who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> making his goddamn clicky types <laughs> oh, oh gee. well yeah no i agree that was that was a choice i i liked that they let her have some emotion i wish they would you know let the guy cast members have some emotion but it's the 80s <laughs> well Riker does get to have uh some sad boy time in the next episode so that was he does get to have some sad boy time brief but he does but he's not crying either you know just gonna go chill on my rock, just be sad. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to when I had Q like powers. <laughs> man, I could just disa- I could just disappear that guy then. Yeah, I could just you make my make own me. starship. That was fun. I am pretty enough. <laughs> I am smart enough. <laughs> I am good enough. <laughs> Today's the day, Riker. <laughs> <laughs> and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> Uh, people people want to fuck you those are two very different things well i mean you know yeah nobody likes me 
Everyone wants me, though. <laughs> I disagree. I think lots of people like Riker. He's he's the whole complete package. Oh, thank God. Pretty... I thought you were going to say people don't want to fuck me. I was going to get very offended. <laughs> no, I would never say that to you. That would destroy you. You'd be like, you'd, you would crumple in yeah. front of my eyes. You know how fragile I am. I know. Like a porcelain I... doll. Because <laughs> I am that pale and I'm always cold. A pretty, pretty porcelain doll. Um, <laughs> well, what else did you hate, Dan? Um, I hated the whole gift-giving scene. I mean, it was cool to see Jordy's eyes. Uh, Grown-up Wesley was just silly. Um, the the <laughs> Klingon since female they voiced was, over him. With... I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, please don't do that. Please don't do the voiceover thing. Um. It did give us one of our greatest subtitled captions ever, which was yeah. in parentheses after he flips, after war flips the fling on, the fling on, the Klingon female, <laughs> the fling on, you know, female Klingon, a fling on, as opposed to a ming on, a male Klingon. Um, <laughs> after he flips her and she gets up on all fours, she growls at him and the subtitle down below says, seductive growl <laughs> yeah i was like if you say hot, so hot clicky types <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah seductive growling and she's in fishnets um well yeah it was the 80s yeah the ass shot on her i was like oh come on um <laughs> all the time all uh, the time but the uh the whole scene was like I understood its function and it did that fairly well, but it was all just a little like, I don't think you actually know your friends very well. And that's sad for you. It is um, sad. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been better if he like made Wesley an adult and he like had male pattern baldness and had a little bit of a gut. And he just was like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You wanted to be an adult, here you go. <laughs> he gives Jordy his eyes back, but he has poor vision. He's like, great, now I need glasses. Thanks. <laughs> turns data it turns data into a into a human. He's like, ah, why do all of my joints hurt? And I feel as though I need caffeine. <laughs> and I can't think very quickly. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, data would hate being human. Um he would. <laughs> Picard just suddenly grows a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in confidence, number one. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> Sonnet in the front, limerick in the back. <laughs> Filthy limericks. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Um... Yeah. There once was a pirate named Bates who did the Fandango on skates. He fell on his cutlass, which rendered him nutless and practically useless on dates. You're welcome, world. Uh, well, that's just... Darling, are you all right? I need you. Badly. <laughs> 
I am a sucker for a dirty limerick. Well, speaking <laughs> of speaking of dirty limericks, this uh this got real slashy. Um, it did get real slashy. Um so may I slash you a question? You um, may slash me a question. In the gift giving scene, the gifts of the magi, as it were. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got me turning into an adult. Oh, but I was going to give my youthful innocence to you. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait? <laughs> what? Um, Wait? What? What in, happened? <laughs> in, in that scene, when Jordy gets his eyes back, or, well, no, before that, when Wesley turns into an adult, Jordy's like, looking good, Wes. I'm like, hold up a minute. Were you harboring some very inappropriate bef- feelings before, or were you like, Setting a timer for 10 years time. <laughs> I'll see you in a decade, buddy. Um, and then when he gets his sight back, he's like, Tasha, you are more beautiful than I imagined. Or you look more beautiful than I thought you'd be. Blah, blah, whatever he says. I'm like, does Jordy want to fuck everyone on the bridge? <laughs> Damn straight he does. Uh, like I was, I've, you know, I've gotten vibes from him and Data before, even him and Riker a little bit. But this, I was like, oh man, he's just he's just checking them all off the list. He's like, if you work with me, we can hang, we can party. What are you into? Oh. Well, and everyone else was like, damn, son, look at them eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oof, somewhere over yeah. the reading rainbow. Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, it got it got very slashy. It was it was hot, <laughs> right? And before that, we had the whole uh, Picard and Yar thing, where he didn't quite say no after she said, "If you weren't the captain," he was like, "Oh, but I am your captain. <laughs> 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 I need to see you in my quarters." Um, yeah, it got a it got a bit it got a bit slashtastic. Dare I say it? It did indeed. In my opinion, this episode lives and dies by its quotes. It does indeed. Real quick, before we do that, I just was wondering, can you name the three episodes in the original series that this is based off of and has things in common with? Ooh. Um. Uh, Charlie X. Uh huh. <laughs> um. The arena. No. I mean a I little mean, bit, but that could be that could be argued. Well, no. Okay, so Charlie X and we already talked about one. Oh, Space Eyes. Uh huh. Which what's what that what's that one's called? Where no man has come before. Right. And and the last one, <laughs> season three. Oh no! <laughs> you got to tell me. It's Plato's stepchildren. Oh. Because Alexander also has the opportunity for godlike powers and rejects them because he doesn't want to be like them. Right. Anyway, you are correct. This episode does live and die with its quotes. Shall we quote it? Absolutely. 
You seem to find this all very amusing. I might, if we weren't on our way to help some suffering and dying humans who... Ah, your species is always suffering and dying. <laughs> that was one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. A marshal of France? Ridiculous. Well, one that one takes the jobs he can get. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Don't you see, Riker? He's nothing but a flimflam man. He's been that ever since we met him at Farpoint. Flimflam? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Worth's just lack of any familiarity with human colloquialisms, which is very funny, as you will find out. It's it becomes deliciously ironic. Hear this, Picard, and reflect: all the galaxy is a stage. World, not galaxy. All the world's a stage. Oh, you know that one well. If he were living now, he would have had said he would have said galaxy. How about this? Uh, life is but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I see. So how we respond to this game tells you more about us than our real life. This tale told by an idiot. Interesting cue. Perhaps maybe a little uh, Hamlet? <laughs> oh, I know Hamlet. And what he might say with irony, I say with conviction. What a piece of work is man. How noble in reason. How infinite in faculty, in form and moving. How express and admirable in action. How like an angel in apprehension. How like a god. Surely you don't see your species like that, do you? I see us one day becoming that cue. Is that which concerns you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, also love Data's awkward. No, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you've always wanted, Data. To become human. Yes, sir, that is true. But I never wanted to compound... I never wanted to compound one illusion with another. It might be real to Q, perhaps even you, but it would never be real, never be so to me. Was it not one of the captain's favorite authors who wrote, This above all, to thine own self be true? Sorry, Commander, I must decline. Perhaps they're all remembering that old saying, Power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Do you believe I haven't thought of that, Jean-Luc? And have you noticed how you and I are now on a first-name basis? <laughs> I love that that's, that that's the thing he takes issue with. <laughs> it's not protocol, damn it. Right. <laughs> now, I like to think, given our, contact, our conversation about the Slash, that Jordy was excited when he said, Worf, is this your idea of sex? <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. I mean, considering Slash, he was like, mm. <laughs> interesting. Mm. <laughs> Toss me around 10 forward, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you on the command table. 
Oh my! But I think I think I think the the absolute perfect quote of this episode, which sums it all up beautifully, is when Riker says, "I feel like such an idiot," and Picard <laughs> responds without missing a beat, "Quite right. So you should." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us pray for understanding and compassion. <laughs> Let us do no such damn thing. <laughs> <sighs> so what good. is this need of yours for costumes, Q? Have you no identity of your own? I come in search of truth. <laughs> you come in search of what humanity is. I forgive your <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish he just said, I'm going to pray for you. Bless you, Picard. Bless you. <laughs> he will do no damn such thing. <laughs> My favorite. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Way to go with your clicky types, Gene. Way to go. Well, Cameron, how many French Uh-oh. pig-faced alien phaser muskets would you give this one? <laughs> French pig-faced alien muskets. Uh, <laughs> you know, three and three quarters. It wasn't without its faults, but I had a great time. Yeah, I'd give it three and a half just for the, the Shakespeare of it all. Yeah. And I know there's only going to be more Shakespeare, but I like Shakespeare. And uh, I like when, when yep. peace do and... Delancey? John Delancey. Yeah. Yep. I keep wanting to call him Tom Clancy, but I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. Mm-mm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, we have... What would, you, what would you give it, Dan? Three and a half. Three and a half? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I just said that. I didn't hear the half part. Ah. I'm sorry. I just want I just wanted to clarify. What do you got? I'm cloth saving myself ears? some no. trouble. Yes. I'm saving myself some trouble in the future. You know. The spreadsheet's gonna be like seven pages long. Minimum. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Well Well Dan. <laughs> oh, oh, is it my turn? We have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. So that just leaves one last thing for me to do. And that's to wish you all to not just have a great week, but make it so. (laughs) Keep on trekking. You know, you can change yours a little too. You don't have to. (laughs) Oh, well, now that I have your permission. Yes, you do. In that case, (laughs) keep on trekking. And shut up, Wesley! (laughs) There we go. There we go. It's going to be okay, Cameron. Will it, Dan? I honestly think it will. We've got a higher life expectancy than ever. Global poverty is at an all-time low. If we can just get these anti-vaxxers under control, then uh, maybe we can keep extinct diseases extinct. 
and well, we can you know, march that's... gloriously towards uh, the moment when the Q Collective contacts us and is like, what you doing? <laughs> We've changed our minds about, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A Secret Weapon Production.